bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, as we mark the road to Bethlehem during this season of Advent, you call us to repentance, for the forgiveness of our sins, to prepare our hearts, to heed the words of the prophet Isaiah. This morning we get a glimpse of, of the hope that is coming and the reason for rejoicing. Father, we pray, remind us in all things that, that you are a God who comes to change everything, make all things new. And it begins in a manger in Bethlehem. We pray, be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Rejoice. That, that rose-colored candle that burns brightly on this third Sunday in the season of Advent is a reminder that in the midst of a, a season of preparation, a season of repentance and getting our hearts ready for the birth of Jesus, that we, we can rejoice that the time is not quite here, but almost. Sometimes it's known as the candle of John the Baptist, the one who calls in the wilderness, make ready for the Savior who is to come. Rejoice. But our real reason for rejoicing is because we know that in the coming of Christ that God changes everything. That's what this event is all about. It is God intervening into human history in a way that he never has before. For he's sending forth his only son into this world to live among us and to suffer and die in our place. God changes everything. And the way he changes it is through that invitation to believe in him, to come to him by faith. Faith is indeed a hope in things that we cannot see or touch or feel. It is an understanding that God's word is full of promise for us in our lives. That it's not the world where we find our rejoicing, but it's rather in the promises of salvation that come to us because of this Christ child. Because as God sends his son into this world, he changes everything, including our very lives. And it starts with faith. Faith that comes to us by the power of God's word and spirit working in our lives to bring us to that knowledge of Christ. A faith that connects us to the cross of Christ in a way that we know that our sins have been paid for and that we have been washed clean in the waters of baptism and that we have been made new and whole again. And God does it, not by our deserving it, but solely by his grace. It is his grace that changes everything. What is grace? It's 
sometimes we turn it into that an acronym that means God's riches at Christ's expense. It is that undeserved gift of God to us in his son, Jesus Christ. And God's grace touches our lives without our earning it or deserving it, but solely because God in his love pours it out to us in great abundance. Isaiah reminds us, comfort, comfort ye my people. Why? Because he has paid double for our sins. His extravagant grace flows and covers all of the multitude of our disobedience, our rebellion, our hopelessness, and yes, even our lack of trust and faith. Because you see, we are God's creatures and God indeed loves us. He loves us so much that his love changes everything in this world. God's love changes us. Think about that for a moment. God's love changes us. We live as Christians by the love of God. It's not the love of the world that changes things. It's the love of Jesus. It's because of what Christ does for us that we can live in the love of God. It's by the love that we share with the world that people know that we're followers of Jesus. It's by the way that we interact with each other and with the world around us out of the love of Christ which dwells in our hearts and in our lives and that that love comes to us because of the cross of Christ for bottom line it is the cross that changes everything we can go back to that wonderful gospel in a nutshell if you will for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so you see, that becomes our focus, an understanding that the cross for us wins the victory, a victory over sin, over death, and over the devil himself. And so we set our eyes on Jesus, focusing on him and not on the world. For when we focus on the world and we live our lives so much in this world, we focus on the things that disappoint us and the things that cause the, the grief and the heartache. But when we focus on God and his promises, we focus on the victories. That even though we die, yet shall we live. That even though we hurt and suffer in this world, God will wipe away every tear. See, the message of Christmas is incomplete if we just stop with the birth. If we just stop with the baby Jesus. By the way, if he doesn't show up by Christmas Eve, we're going to call it an amber alert. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great way to get the Christmas message out? Missing the baby Jesus from your life. 
If we got that through, somebody would probably get fired, though. But that's the reality of it, isn't it? That Christ is missing from the lives of so many people, and they try to remove him even from the Christmas message. But it begins with the manger. But it doesn't stop there. But see, it begins with the manger. But the manger is the first part of the journey to the cross, to the death, and to the resurrection, to the victory, to the life that we have in Christ. You see, John the Baptist, he's the one that's shouting, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. It is the understanding that he calls us to repentance so that we can rejoice in the Savior who comes, the Savior who is Christ the Lord. We'll hear the angels sing on that Christmas Eve, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. But in those words, as we celebrate and as we sing, we need to remember that the peace only comes through a cross. It's the shalom, a peace that passes all of our human understanding. It is the shalom, the riches and the fullnesses of God's grace shared with his undeserving people. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. We rejoice because we know that the answer to our sin, the answer to death, and the answer to our struggles against Satan is found in this baby who is born. It's found in the one who dies and who rises again. Rejoice. Rejoice. I will say it again. Rejoice. God changes everything changes me, it changes you, and he does it through his son, Jesus Christ, in his name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.